So I've had experience in the past working with some VAs who you read online, it can be confusing. So it says they've got high reviews, they've got high rates of pay, and you assume that, oh, you know, they're going to be great. But then the confusion can come in because they've got 15 jobs on the go. And then you're thinking, right, well, is this someone who's going to be the right pick for me? And then you go to the other end of the spectrum, which is someone who's like a low rate who might be, you know, three or $5 an hour. And they get back to you really quickly. Their reviews are okay. But then it's a bit of a a minefield because you give them a task and then it can span out like three hours to write one email. And I think, um, you know, having a chat with you is great to be able to to see how you've gone about making yours work really well. And, um, you know, that's something that I want to obviously learn from and, you know, admire that about how you've got it singing like it is. And yeah, I guess sort of soundboarding a few different areas as to how we can obviously help people listening to this too, take the process of growing and expanding and, and delegating some of those repetitive tasks. Yeah, I mean, it's been smooth for quite some time, but I still haven't perfected the art. Yeah. Um, but communication is definitely one thing that I continually need to get better and better at with a VA. Yeah. And even uh, Hazel, who I've been with for three plus years, we can still sometimes miscommunicate. And if I don't be, if I'm not specific enough in the task that I'm looking for, something completely opposite comes back that wasn't anywhere near on point (laughs) so i'm still learning and i'm sure you know another three years what i'm doing now will be totally different to well yeah it'll be different but when i started three years ago compared to what i'm doing now is completely different as well so all i can do is share my experiences I, i don't think i'm an expert in the field when it comes to using virtual assistants but i think um for the tasks and requirements that i need one for i think i've been able to get that running as well as it could be with still you know seeking improvement along the way so when we talk about recruitment of the virtual assistant i've only ever used upwork yeah and i know when you use upwork you can choose to go through a company that uses the upwork platform and they will have a team of VAs. So they will have someone that is, you know, specifically does graphic design and someone who specifically does emails and someone who specifically does administration tasks or Excel spreadsheets. And you will hire the company and they will delegate the specific tasks on the day to the, the specialist who does it best. But that's never been my experience. So I can't really talk about that one. I don't know if I got lucky or if I just researched as hard as I could before I and planned as well as I could before I jumped into the process. I mean, some people have said to me, oh man, you've gotten so lucky with your VA. You know, you've only basically recruited one person and they've you've been with them for three years. I have had other tasks that I've tried to, to send out and I've had unlucky experiences, but nothing that's been too damaging. Just a little bit of wasted time here and there. But when I jump on Upwork, I'm very specific with the search parameters, which it allows you to do. So... I've heard some guys talk about Venezuela recently and I can't comment on that because I haven't had any experience there, but I only ever use people from the Philippines. So yeah, I only select the people that that are fluent in English because there's a couple of different boxes you can tick there and obviously you want the best because communication is critical. I know that you can select an option of how much money they've earned during like through Upwork. I think my minimum would be I think I can't remember the checkboxes exactly, but my minimum would be 10k yeah. at least. So I mean that shows me that they're experienced. Yeah. I think you have to choose whether you're looking for someone beginner, intermediate, and advanced, and the pay levels that that requires for virtual assistant work specifically. I think six to ten dollars 
is about right, is the going right. Virtual assistants have become more and more popular in the three years that I've been doing it for. So I think I think right now anywhere from eight to ten is about right. Yeah. So that's how much I'd be willing to pay. And then Do you find with that rate as well, it's like someone who has that ten thousand hours oh sorry, the they've earned ten thousand on upwork is usually at that rate of pay. So as you go through and you look at those parameters that you set naturally you know that's what rate gets comes through at the top i think so but because my parameters are pretty narrow yeah and you could see the numbers drop you're like oh if you click this box you're going to go from a thousand candidates down to 300 candidates if you tick this box you're going to go from 300 down to 150 yeah and then i mean that's a good thing that you're not constantly searching through all these profiles trying to find the best fit for you so yeah i'm just trying to think what other parameters that i might have in there and another one is that they've recently been working so i want them to be active there's ratings as well for like literacy and typing speed and have you looked into that yeah i have seen that and i know that upwork provides tests that the vas can do the test and then see what their score is and then it'll tell you if they're a high performer in that test yeah yeah i don't i think their skills for me are are probably the skills and communication are probably more important to to me than how well they do in a test i mean you can't judge a book by its cover but i think the profile picture tells you a lot of someone you know just like a facebook profile picture you know might give you a bit of a glimpse into you know who this person are and what how they present and i mean what they look like they're i mean i don't know if that's politically correct to say but i mean it's a factor yeah yeah i think the profile picture is important and then reading their bio is helpful but i mean they're pretty much all the same and then i think from that point you move into the interview process but i don't just when you hire someone, you can create a job and then send that job out into the world. That's not how I would do it. So that's essentially where other people jump in and say, I'm well poised to, yeah, yeah. So, to complete that. Yeah. So I've jumped the gun a little bit, but I create the job first and then I go through the search parameters of, that we've talked about. And then I offer that job to people that I believe would be appropriate for that role. Yeah, specifically. So I might only send out three or four invitations and then yeah, I'll generally ask some questions along with the role. And in my most recent experience, which is actually pretty funny, is because I trust my VA so much now is I got my current VA to recruit another VA on a different project that I'm working on. And I said, oh, just, and this is, I don't like to give too much direction sometimes, but I'm like, okay, well, Hazel has been, I joke around all the time, but Hazel's been the employee of the month like for, the last two years straight at CrossFit Lane Warren because yeah. she is so awesome. So I got Hazel to research like interview questions and she put that as part of the, the job description. And then that was part of the interview process for getting a new VA on board as well. So Hazel actually, my VA created, helped created the questions for the new VA, which worked out well. And then sometimes the VA would just, sometimes the people that you offer the job to just aren't interested in the, in the role because it's too many hours or who knows why, no idea. And then if they tick all the boxes and they're interested in the role first thing i'll do is um jump on a skype call or zoom i use zoom now more than thing but i'll jump on a call straight away and when i jump on that call i don't necessarily know what to expect all that much i mean i ask you know i have some set questions that i want to go through but i'm really just trying to see if the communication is at a good level yeah. and yeah sometimes you know my aussie slang is a bit too full on i mean i've traveled quite a bit and Everywhere I go, people tell me to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> I can't understand what you're saying. So, I mean, that's hard for them, but jump on a Zoom call and just make sure that, yeah, we can have a conversation together. And I think some people get the impression with virtual assistants is because you're paying them in comparison to what we pay workers here in Australia is that, I mean, 
they're not you know they're not of the same class or you know they're not worthy you know they're just not at the same level we are but the VAs that I've worked with they're more intelligent than I am and they do the tasks that I want them to do you know 20 times faster than I could ever do it I remember you saying as well like sometimes when you've had these conversations when we've spoken about this in the past you've said that some of the tasks that we don't really like doing which is really admin heavy they love doing yeah they absolutely love it yeah yeah so I think it's important to be able to have a conversation with these people I mean I just I don't want to just continually just be sending messages saying do this do this you know I don't particularly want to know too much about their personal lives but I want to be able to have a conversation with them and just like any person that I would hire to be as an administration role or a coach or anyone in the gym I still want to be able to like I still want to be able to have a conversation with them my test for anyone that I hire in the gym is I always think to myself could I jump in the car and do a one-hour car ride with this person would it be at, you know would it be just a horrible experience or would it be okay could i talk yeah. to this person for an hour stuck in a car and i do apply similar standards to the virtual assistants as well i mean it wouldn't be we come from different cultures so you know it would be harder of course but i still want to have some type of relationship with this person even though i'm never going to actually physically meet them yeah and i mean we are paying them a cheap rate but all we're doing is leveraging off the world's economy yeah so you know the ten dollars an hour that we're paying them you know is great money and the philippine economy is not where the australian economy is so you know we're leveraging off that and we're actually making the world a better place because we're pumping money into um you know a poorer economy yeah yeah so the onboarding the interview and uh looking at their experience and the parameters so then choosing what tasks are going to be appropriate to pass over yeah systems are key right to be able to explain it because you said before you know you'll say oh can you do this and it won't be clear and it'll get mixed up yeah so i've helped people bring vas on board multiple times and sometimes like i'm such a big advocate for for it even if you're not a business owner even if your personal life is hectic i think a va can be very helpful yeah. But the thing is, for me and for everyone that I've helped, is everyone says the same thing. What the fuck am I going to get this person to do? And the role just grows. And what did I need? So for me, when I first got a VA, I was so sick of putting all, like taking all the workouts that we do from a spreadsheet and putting them onto our website for our members to look at the night before. Like it's just a, f- a five minute task, but I'd have to do it at the end of every day. It was just like, I wasn't good at like scheduling. Our website was old. It was just a pain in the ass. I was like, okay, that's one thing that, you know, I can get someone to do straight away. But that's all I had in mind for the VA when I first got started and the role just kept developing and developing and developing. And so if you can have one task in mind to get started with, I think that's all right. I think planning and preparation is can be helpful, but I wouldn't get too systems orientated straight away. But I'm not a systems orientated person per se either. You know, uh, you, know you ha- kind of have to beat it out of me. And we can talk about Trello a bit later if you like, but um, I just, that's where all my systems go now. But it takes some time for someone to force me to pluck it out of my head and put it into a system, yeah. which isn't good as a business owner. Um, you also get your VA to create your systems, don't you? So that's the other hack yeah. is that, okay, Hazel, every time that I ask you to do a new task, I would like you to systemize this task. Yeah. Okay. Please write down all the steps and processes and communication that we had whilst doing that task. And then that task is repeatable. Okay, so it's repeatable for her, but if it doesn't ever work out and she can no longer do the role, we have all these systems available with all the steps and processes that we can do. So yes, 
every time she's given a new role, it goes into a systems manual that I've reviewed maybe once. You know, I don't, I don't care as long as she's doing the job. Yeah. And then the Trello board is also there as well for like, and that's more of a kind of global idea of what the system is. It's more the concept um, rather than the step-by-step processes, although there are checklists in there as well. So I think you have to just kind of go with the flow when you recruit a VA. It's going to take a little bit of time for you to figure out the best way to communicate. I know Slack's becoming really popular, but all of my communication, whether it be with my members, my staff, yourself, um, you know, hooking up with, you know, doing meetings and podcasts and everyone's on Facebook. So I actually, even though Facebook is, you know, the social network, I leave all my professional conversations on Facebook and it's really just my friends that text me now. Yeah. You know, it used to be the kind of... A, Everyone. A, yeah, a little, a little bit opposite. So as soon as you have enough information from Upwork, I take the conversation straight off Upwork onto Facebook yeah. Messenger. And that's where we just go back and forth. And then if I feel like a task is going to be too in-depth to just explain through message, I'll do a screen share. Yeah. So I'll jump on Zoom and I'll either in- invite Hazel to do the video conference with me and then as we're doing the video conference, we'll screen share and she will write down notes as we're doing the screen share. And later she'll take those notes and then put that into the systems manual. But I'll just step-by-step step show how I wanted to do it. And then sometimes I might, because of the time difference is a, a bit of a, it's not an issue for us, but she's generally not available to do anything for me until like 2 p.m. in the Arvo. So sometimes I just, that doesn't align with my schedule either. So sometimes I'll just do a, I'll jump on Zoom and I'll just record my screen. Mike Hazel, here is a new task that we need to do. And I'll talk into the mic as I'm doing, as I'm recording my screen and show what to do and then just send her that in a file and she'll put that in the Simpsons manual and then I never have to think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So, I mean... I don't think you need to have a system for a VA ready to go. I think it can actually grow quite organically. And I think, once again, if you always keep in the back of your mind that this person is better at this ro- this job than you are, maybe your way is not the best way. And maybe you should be asking for whoever you are hiring, is there actually a better way to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And the podcast is a good example. Hazel started doing the podcast for me and everything CrossFit Lang Warren, I know what is going on in the back end. I know how to do it. If I had to do it myself, I could do it. I could repeat it. But for the podcast, I was like, you know what? I don't want to learn a new set of skills. I don't have time. It's going to be quite some time, if ever, if we ever monetize it. And if we don't, that's fine. I'm having fun with it at the moment. But I said to Hazel, go and research how to do a podcast. And then come back to me with whatever you need me to do. But all I want to do is have a conversation with people, record it. And then I want you to do everything else. Don't tell me how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what she did. So she did the research. She told me what, how to convert files and, you know, what the bare minimum she would need from me. Yeah. And job done. And Perfect. I haven't even looked at the systems manual. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she would, she can research and she has the time and the patience to do things better than I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you build your VA up and there's a heap of different tasks. There's ongoing tasks and there's tasks that are triggered. So if a new member signs up and the emails and all that sort of thing or, you know, the ongoing side. So meetings wise, would you have a scheduled meeting every week where you go through and look at what's been done or how do you sort of monitor to make sure things aren't missed? Upwork has a feature that you can take a screenshot of every 10 minutes of what they've been doing. Yeah. So if you want to, you can make sure that they're not just surfing the web or wasting your time. So I assume that every time that they start working for you and accumulating minutes, they click a button and then Upwork starts recording what they're doing. 
and then yeah upwork will take a screenshot and it has it laid out really nicely of you know what they've been doing i haven't looked at that in two and a half years yeah yeah i don't care yeah yeah my thought about meetings in general is like often they're a fucking big waste of time especially with the amount of technology that we have available these days for me to get my crossfit langwarren team together into one big meeting is near impossible because we've got guys who have got full-time jobs and are part-time coaches. We've got full-time coaches and the hours just don't align. Yeah. So I'm available right now. What is it? 11.30. Yeah. But, you know, I've got three of my other coaches at doing stuff right now. They're full-time jobs. And, you know, if I want to get the admin staff, I want to get Hazel in on the meeting as well. So that's hard. I mean, I know not every company is like that, but I've just got to ask myself, what is, like, does this meeting, is this meeting essential? And could I use technology to leverage what I need to be done? So if a meeting is just simply sharing information, why can't I just record my screen? Yeah. And, or do a video on my iPhone and send that to the group. If there is a requirement to gather information from everyone and then use that information to develop concepts, should we use technology first and then as a last resort, get together as a, as one big team? So Zoom is great. So, I mean, this is, I feel so bad for asking my team to do this, but they do it because they they're on board with our vision you know they love the gym they love yeah. process so the only time available is like a sunday morning and the guys will do it but i feel so but i don't ask them to do it often because like it's fucking sunday morning yeah, yeah who wants to be thinking about work so 10 o'clock on a sunday morning maybe every eight weeks we'll have a meeting and then even then i'm like is this necessary do i need to waste their time and sometimes it is necessary because we want to do something different we want to change something important and, and i want feedback from my team but, you know, often if I want feedback, I can get that feedback one-on-one as well. And, you know, my job, my role is to manage my staff and make the gym the best it can possibly be. So it's me that needs to make time for my staff, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if it can be achieved one-on-one, I'll do it that way. Do I need to check in with my VA every week to catch up and see what's going on? No, not at all. Like, So you're at a point where you can put across, you know, a role, a one-off role or something like that, and you're comfortable that you don't have to follow up at all. It's all done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's a tricky one um, or something that isn't, that's still evolving a little bit and we're trying to, we're testing and measuring it, yeah. sure, like I'll keep developing it until I feel like it's a comfortable, structured, systemized process. Yeah. And I'll keep checking in and making sure. But if it's something that's just week to week, like put, plugging memberships in or doing membership holds and cancellations or putting the workouts up online or doing data entry or, um, you know, reconciling the memberships or anything like that, like, honestly, I, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. I certainly don't want to sit in a meeting, like, you know, whether it be online, I don't want to have a fucking meeting about it and talk about something that's probably been, that she's done a hundred times now, you know? Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I think if you're going to recruit someone, you want to be confident in that person and you want to let them you know take responsibility of things and that's actually hard for hazel because that's my management style is like okay hazel if you've got a better way of doing things please implement it i mean just do it and then ask for permission later yeah but the vas are trained in a way where it's always very task orientated so we don't clash there at all but yeah she is she would much rather have a manager that will give her a task and then keep her accountable to that task and where I'm a bit more creative, I suppose. Yeah. yeah I, I like people to have a bit more creative freedom. And so I've just had to remind her of that a few times, especially when I go away on holidays. I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to be in the gym for two weeks. If there's 
any issues that pop up out of out of somewhere and um i just want you to think you know what how, how have i directed you in the past and i just want you to make decisions and there's nothing you know that can be fucked up that badly that can't be undone when i get back in three weeks a month's time and, and you know fi- fix up as long as our you know our core systems are in place and the member's experience is at the highest level possible a few mistakes are always okay and you're never going to get it perfect how many systems do you reckon you've got in uh, trello operational systems um for hazel alone she's probably got 20 i would say yeah and then for my team i could take a look if you like so everyone's through trello even the part-time crew and everything yeah my whole team's in trello because like trello is a system but it's also like a bit of a vision board as well i think so yeah it kind of allows the team to see what we're working on and how far into that process is but yeah i mean it's like one so it's a process for our inquiries and then our general manager has one two three four my general manager's got 12 systems that she follows i have six my head coach at the moment he's got three processes that he's working through and my part-time coaches are you know i've only got one or two and then We've got other systems that are a team effort as well. We've got like an Amber Alert system. So I think this one was actually, yeah, I've borrowed this system from Drew at Alchemy, actually. Um, I think it's really smart. I think uh, the Amber system is, well, we've got members who sit in like a green, amber, red categories. So, I mean, if someone's in the if someone's in the green category, obviously things are going well. They're getting good service. They can see the value in what yeah. we're delivering. Red is they're out the door. I mean, we can try. We can put all... I mean, half of those systems that I just mentioned are all based around retention. So we think... My opinion is that our gym is first in class when it comes to retention. I mean, and it's not because I'm a good bloke and I get along with the members, you know, super well, which I do. But it's because we have so many systems around retention. And we're always thinking about adding more systems. How can we make it better? How can we make it better? I mean, anyone can... Like, any gym can teach someone how to deadlift and squat and press and some can snatch and clean and jerk and do high gymnastic skills and stuff but at the end of the day members keep coming back because we foster community and they see value in you know being involved in in that community and they're getting you know a service that they value very highly so our retention is first to class but if someone is in the red zone then chances are it's from factors that are outside of our control you know they're moving away they're sick we just can't keep them coming into the gym they're inconsistent and there could be a multitude of reasons why they're halfway out the door and we'll yeah. try our best to keep them. But I mean, the reality is that that doesn't always happen. And Hazel is a big part of that as well. You know, reminding us of, you know, using our, our software, you know, when people are entering, you know, these different kind of fields that we've created. And then the Amber is someone who, you know, might not necessarily pop into the fields that we've created in our software because people only pop in to like the red zone when they haven't been attending or, you know, their membership's on hold or yeah they just haven't been to the gym in like one two or three weeks we've got systems for all of that but the amber ones are hard to pick and only the coaches can be aware of who is in that zone mm. so it might be someone who's was coming three times a week and now is only coming twice a week i mean our software's not that smart though. it'll pick that up it might be someone that had a goal was hyper motivated and for whatever reason they didn't achieve that goal and they're not they're just in a funk or maybe they did achieve that goal and now they need something else to aim for or, or, or need to go in a different direction or need to adopt it you know maybe a slightly different mindset or whatever it might be so only our coaches can be aware of those things so that's why we've got the amber alert system where our coaches will jump into the trello board and add 
members who we believe are in the Amber Alert yep. system and then that goes to our GM and my GM works with my VA to, you know, get on top of that and then maybe set up meetings with coaches or, you know, add the personal touch or maybe I'll get involved if I can. But, you know, we'll fire them out some emails or we'll fire them out a video or we'll fire them. We'll try and give them some type of value as well as more personal care. So, yeah, anyone listening that wants a VA but is also in the health and fitness business space, that's a huge one. Retention. Yeah. So what other roles would Hazel play in you know, that experience, that retention, even though she's not physically involved? Well, I'm also a big fan of automation. Yeah. So once, not a lot, to be honest. I mean, she plugs all the data in and then all the automation start kicking in for the new member. And then we have automations again for the members that hit the red zone. So yeah, Hazel will not have a lot of contact except for cancellations, suspensions, membership upgrades, downgrades. The best decision I've ever made for my own health and mental wellness from a business perspective is unloading that task from myself. So I am no longer the gatekeeper of of suspensions and cancellations. And I'm sure you would agree with me here, but every time a cancellation comes your way, it's like being stabbed in the heart just, mm. a, just a little bit. I mean, yeah. especially the ones you don't expect. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, I mean, as you get more and more experience and more members cancel on you, I mean, you get... You know, you get desensitized a little bit, but no matter how long you've been doing for, it still hurts. And I mean, I feel really good about members that cancel here at CrossFit Lang Warren because, like I said, I truly believe we're first at class at retention. So if members are canceling, maybe it's because our service wasn't the best it could be and they fell through the cracks. But my belief is most of the time, it's out of our control. So we've done the best job we possibly can. And don't get me wrong, there's still room for improvement. We're still growing, we're still learning. But it's either the program for them, is it's just not for them anymore. We've given them as much knowledge and expertise as we possibly can, or there's just factors outside of our control, like out, out of their control and out of our control, like moving away or new job or whatever it might be that they can no longer attend. But no matter what reason within that spectrum it is, it always still hurts. And the worst thing ever is to be having lunch and, or having breakfast or, or or late at night which i shouldn't do anyway check my email and there's a cancellation sitting there yeah like like i, I like take it to the heart take it to the heart but i'm also yeah. i'm not i'm not in work mode so don't want the most emotional part of my job and hardest part of my job to bother me when i'm not working and to be honest even when i am working i don't want to know about it then and there because i'm trying to concentrate and focus on something else if someone if I get a cancellation text or email, whatever it might be, or phone call, I mean, fuck, you've just wrote, like, I understand that people want to do the right thing and let me know personally. But from my perspective, it's like, fuck, you've just totally robbed my focus. And now, like, you haven't ruined my day, but it's not going to be the same. And um, so we direct all that traffic to Hazel and we're very strict about our policy. It's very fair, but it's very firm. Okay. It can only be done in that, in that way. And Hazel takes care of it. She's got an FAQ. Um, so if there's any if there's any kind of grey area, she knows how to handle that. If it's just you know processing a cancellation, then um, she can handle that. She can do suspensions, all that kind of stuff. So and she's more than capable to communicate with the members via email. Is there any um, audio, any phone time that she'd have, or is it all? No, it's all via email. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because that, that suspensions and cancellations need to be documented anyway. 
yeah. away just in, because we don't want it done via phone call because then there's no record of processing yeah. it. And we've made mistakes and Hazel's made mistakes. But if we've got it documented, I mean, we can quickly fix those mistakes. But yeah. if it's on a phone call, then like, oh, you said you're going to do this, that, then it gets really gray. And I mean, yeah, we don't do refunds unless we've made mistakes. Yeah. And we have made mistakes and we have given refunds. But if it's on the member that they didn't follow the policy or, you know, we need to be able to confirm that they didn't follow the policy. So firm but fair, but Hazel's very articulate and very professional and she answers the emails very well and the members have just gotten used to dealing with her and, you know, she's been doing that role for at least two years now and so a lot of the members don't know any other way and then when I'm ready... I will take a look at the cancellations for the week. Yeah. yeah. So I normally do that at the end of the week. I just jump in and take a look. And if there's anything and if there's anything that can be done that's kind of in that grey area where a member is kind of sitting on the fence or something they've got special circumstances or or financial worries or problems that you know I may be able to like because I'm still in this role because I really want to help people yeah so if there's anything if there's any way I can help someone genuinely help them then Hazel will alert me and I'll get involved but that's something I enjoy it's not necessarily you know something that stabs me in the heart all that much so but I was yeah I don't want to ignore when people are cancelling I mean that's very important I just want to be able to do it as part of my week, my uh, as part of my schedule, I don't want it to be sporadic and you know be you know death by a thousand cuts. I just want to get it over and done with for the week yeah. and then you know yeah. move on to the next task. Yeah, it is a stressful thing, isn't it? It's like um, you can be waking up first thing in the morning and you see a message on your phone or you see an email or something like that, and it does throw your morning, it does throw your day. So like a lot of health and fitness professionals I think would feel the same thing like if a member cancels or sends them a text a lot of the forums now are filled with people saying how do I deal with this how do I deal with that and it's like oh you know I'm I can't make it tomorrow but then it doesn't adhere with the cancellation policy so what other tips would you have on starting to move yourself out of that cancellation role or out of that sort of suspension you got to have a really good policy I'm not a believer in contracts at all but to simplify it for you and then you've got to stick to that policy you can't bend the rules in any instance but i mean the policy's got to be fair you can't take the piss so for us we've set it up so it couldn't be any easier or clearer payments come out on a friday that pays for the week in advance okay so you've paid for seven days but you paid for it on the friday beforehand okay so that's paid that's done like you know like if you choose midweek to like if it gets to Monday or Tuesday and you're like, oh, I want to cancel, like that's unfortunate. I mean, that's just not how it works. You've mm. you've paid for a service. We're not going to refund you that service because you're halfway through the week. I mean, some people have been put off by that, but I mean, that's fine by me. Yeah. Then we have we allow suspensions. We used to allow one week suspensions, but we changed that to a minimum of two weeks. We found that with one week, it was just too dangerous. So someone would email us on a Thursday and want their payment cancelled for the Friday for the following week for just a week off so it just didn't work because we would miss that email and then people would get upset so I mean all of our policies have, have evolved to stop people getting upset they've become firmer but I mean if that line is in the sand and they know what the expectations are then people don't get upset then we require two weeks notice as well so if you want to cancel your membership or put your membership on hold you need to give us two weeks notice and it needs to be done via email no other communication is accepted and that's it I mean, I think that is fair enough, especially when we're in the f- when people have been burned so many times by twelve month contracts at gyms, and then decide they don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think two weeks is pretty fair. 
And let's be real here as well. Like, I don't have any contracts for my members. So if a person decides to do, like, this is just, and this is all very upfront when they sign up and then they get an email with all the, with the policy in it as well. And, but if people want to rip us off and be like, oh, no, two weeks is unfair. I'm just going to change, like, I'm going to cancel my card on you guys. So much you can do, is it? No, I mean, it's not worth my time fucking following it up. And, but most people, from my feeling is, is most people feel like our policy is very fair, and that would be my opinion as well. Is you can, yeah. yeah. So it's fair, it's straightforward. We never bend the rules, and that makes it very easy for Hazel to adopt and follow it. And some people miss it, even though we explain it verbally. We send it out via email, um, and then it's we have a, a private Facebook group as well. So it's the moment you jump in that group, it's pinned to the top, so you can't miss our our policy. Um, but sometimes people do and they ask to cancel their membership and they get a little bit angry and there'll be a bit of back and forth and the good thing is I'm totally removed from it. Hazel, you know, has the professionalism to handle it but she also doesn't have the emotional attachment that I would. Yeah, that's big, isn't it? Like the emotional attachment is when you've signed them up and you've met them and you, you know a little bit about them, you can kind of get your heartstrings pulled a little bit. You, and you, as you say, you've got to keep your policies and procedures tight. You can't sort of sway away from them. Yeah, and I get the feeling Hazel doesn't enjoy it though because often she'll send me a message and say, hey, I've got this problem. I've got Steve, you know, saying that he's paid for this but he, he thinks it's unfair and he's used an un- a few unsavory words to try and get his message across i'm like hazel like you know what the policy is like you don't need to be talking to me about this like y- you know what to say you know what to do just just refer to the policy and and keep it moving forward and i mean yeah i think if we had had this conversation you know five three even a year ago i might have been a little less firm as i am on this but i mean i think as i've matured i've come to the realization that not everyone is going to like me all the time and that's okay yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got into this because I want to help people and anyone who is doing this for the right reasons generally comes across, you know, very quickly as well. Yeah. But most trainers and coaches, fitness professionals, they just want to help people and they don't like upsetting people. But I have belief that our policy is fair and if people want to get upset with me about that, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I can live with it. Yeah. 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 And if I and the thing is like I'm always very quick to put my hand up and it, and if I've made a mistake, I've made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, I'm not stubborn about things. And if I can identify and see that we've made a mistake, I'll rectify that mistake. And I'll apologize and I'll make it right. But yeah, I mean, if you can't follow a very simple policy and you want to get upset about it, then I'm sorry, but I can't help you. Yeah. So going back to, you know, when Hazel first started, you have the conversation, the chemistry's there, the communication's great. And you start putting across these tasks. They're systemized. When is it right for you to go and say, look, I just want to see if things are getting done? Is there a time that you'd go and do that with a VA? And do like a performance review? Kind of like a performance review because if you're completely hands off, do you think there's a risk of only knowing when something goes wrong? No, I think I would be pretty aware in my example. I think I would be pretty aware pretty quickly Yeah. because if something is not going right, it's going to pop up somewhere. Like I still look at all the, like our financial reports, obviously, you know, I'm always all over our membership and retention numbers. I mean, the tasks that she does are pretty fundamental. Yeah. They're just time consuming and she makes mistakes. I mean, don't get me. Yeah. No, I think she does make mistakes. I mean, sometimes the workout's due to be online. It's not there. I'm like, oh, you know, what's happened? And she'll just apologize and be like, oh, sorry. You know, I fucked that up. So I don't think that she could make, in my example again, I don't think there can be 
too big a devastating mistake that we won't pick up reasonably quickly yeah yeah and be able to kind of auto correct and get it back on track you know i don't think that it could be like a long-term mistake that just keeps growing and become becoming cancerous and cancerous and you know all of a sudden we get flagged pretty quick wouldn't it it would get flagged pretty yeah. quick and a member would probably bring it to our attention yeah yeah if there was a serious issue yeah yeah so no i don't think there's any need for performance reviews because even three years on her role is always changing and adapting and i'm always getting her to do different tasks and i mean if i tried to do a six-month performance review it's a lot to go through isn't it yeah or even like even if i got to do a three-month performance review i mean we'd be reviewing totally different policies and procedures and systems yeah um because it changes that quickly yeah um and that's the best thing about being a micro gym is so this this isn't going to work for everybody as well um i mean you know vas are helpful for big companies as well but my advantage against my other competitor which is um big brand fitness um so you know gyms that have thousands of people to come through and but charge very uh, low rates i mean they're a different kind of competitor but i don't like using the word competitor to be honest but they're in the fitness space anyway the thing is i can move really fast i mean We've got a Trello board that the whole team can see. If I want to make a decision and I want to implement something, I can do that now. I can get it into the system. I mean, we've got group messages as well. and be like, all right, guys, we're fucking, instead of doing CrossFit, tomorrow we're doing backflip classes and we're not doing CrossFit anymore. We're just going to teach people how to backflip. Mm. I could implement that today. Yeah. 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 But if we're, you know, going into, if this was a scenario where it was like a big business, I mean, that process of going no. from CrossFit to backflips <laughs> yeah, yeah. like would take weeks and system yeah. manuals and changes. And so, yeah, that's my advantage is that if something's not working, we can fucking change it really quickly. And then Hazel needs to be involved in that process because yeah. no doubt she will be the one that does the work to make the changes. You said before, you know, some tasks are time consuming, like doing a lot of data entry and doing a lot of uh, transcribing something off a whiteboard and putting it onto a website, that sort of thing. How do you start allocating the right amount of hours as tasks start growing how do you navigate that process i really think the more hours that she's doing the better it is like i have no limitation on how like i would love if i could put her on full time yeah yeah i mean that would that would be my uh, that should be a goal of mine yeah yeah i mean i don't think she would do that because she has other businesses that she works for yeah but if i could if i could hire her for 40 hours a week if i could afford to pay her seven dollars instead of six dollars like i could afford that of course but if i could take her on as full time and pay her you know over the top rates i think that would be wonderful because that means that every hour that i've paid her to do like i've said multiple times is that She's so much better at this stuff than I am. Mm. So a task that might take me two hours is only going to take her half an hour. So every time I spend $6, I mean, I'm getting an hour of my life back. Yeah. Well, $6, cost me $6 for an hour of her time. So chances are that's almost two, three, four times hours of my time. So time is so much more valuable than money. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So much more. So, I mean... If Hazel was working 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours, it doesn't only mean that she's freeing up my time, it means she's freeing up the rest of my team's time as well. And then everybody's got the ability to focus on just what makes them critical to our business. And not only their business, but their personal lives as well. I mean, if I can reduce the fucking admin time of our coaches and not having them doing data entry, then that's fucking awesome. I mean, my expectation from all my coaches and my team is that you don't just come in, you do an hour and you go home. I mean, we go to the extra efforts. We we make time for our members. You know, you do all all the one percenters that make us a really high quality gym, but 
if Hazel can shoulder some of those one percenters as well, then that gives my coaches time to do what they really do really, really well and that's connect with the members and they have more time to themselves to do whatever the fuck they want to do and they get paid really well to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... um, So with Hazel, is it um, she'll log her hours and then bill you at the end of the week or do you have a set? It's all through Upwork. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah, um, Upwork just... However, so yeah, she just logs her hours through Upwork and then Upwork, I assume, would take a fair percentage. And then, yeah, just automatically debited and then she gets paid. And um, there's a bonus feature on Upwork as well. So, I mean, if we've been working on a project for quite some time that's like different to just the day-to-day stuff, I'll always give her a bit of a bonus and then come Christmas time, I'd love to give all my staff, you know, as as high bonuses as I can possibly afford. Obviously, depending on the role, but, you know, that's kind of why I work my ass off all year to, you know, the more financial freedom I have, the more I'm able to reward my staff as well and, you know, give them bonuses for well-deserved hard work. And I definitely include Hazel in that as well. Yeah. So I mean, you know, she's getting paid you know six bucks an hour every week, and then I can afford to give her a five hundred or a thousand dollar bonus at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, fuck, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty absolutely. Good, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I really think that I just I can't be an advocate of it more than I possibly can be. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that don't have this perspective and just you know are leveraging them and treating you know VAs like pieces of shit. And but no, we all love Hazel, like my whole team, like, and I give other like i give my general manager obviously lots of responsibilities and she has conversations with hazel all the time that i don't need to be a part of or i'm not even aware of yeah and she loves hazel as well because she makes her job easier coaches love hazel because they just can ask her questions and get i'm not always available but if the coaches ever need data or information about members or whatever it might be hazel's always there ready to go and she can get that data to you a lot more accurately and specifically and probably timely than I can. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a part of my team. So we all love it. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's interesting to know as well. So it's good to know that the tasks that are done go through Upwork. So it's kind of more hands off for you, right? So if someone's listening to this and they're like, well, how am I going to know what they've done and haven't done? You basically have your checklist in Trello and as she gets things done, she'll tick them up in off in Upwork. Uh, most of her tasks are weekly, so I don't even... I mean, if you're a more a systems-orientated person than I am, I think you would do that Yeah, yeah, to keep them accountable. But, I mean, I just don't feel the need. I feel yeah. like all I'm doing is hand-holding. Yeah. I mean, people need a level of accountability, but the accountability, like we talked about before, if, if there's a mistake made, I mean, that's the accountability right there. I'll just pull her up on it and yeah. you know, discuss what went wrong and, and fix the problem, and that's all we need to do. But, I mean, I know... Yeah, I mean, I've worked in big companies before and, you know, you're constantly just ticking boxes, ticking boxes. It's just not how I roll, hey. If I feel confident in her job that she's doing well, then I'll just let her do it. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't need to be micromanaging things. Yeah, if you talk to any of my team as well, I mean, that would be, I think it's an advantage, like I think it's a, a strength of mine, but I also do think it's a weakness is that some people, you know, really want to have that our newest coach I mean he's not going to mind me saying this at all but he really likes to get consistent feedback and he really likes to be able to tick boxes and make sure that you know he's being kept accountable and in line and you know he's just having that day-to-day assessment Mm. where I probably don't provide that enough for him as much as he would require Um, but then you know I've got someone else that helps me with my social media and you know they're a bit more creative and they like the fact that I mean don't I say to my staff all the time don't fucking come to me with the problem come to me with when you've made the solution yeah yeah and that's kind of how I am with Hazel as well yeah I've had bad experiences with VAs as well. Not like explosive experiences where it's been like where I've lost any money or significant money or 
I've just lost a bit of time. So I've recruited VAs for specific tasks. So whether it be like video editing, graphic design work, Hazel does graphic design work as well, all self-taught. I mean, I said to her, I said, this is, so I showed her a bunch of images that I wanted her to be able to recreate and the style that we wanted to go with. I said, just learn, can you go watch YouTube for as long as you like? I'll pay you, of course, and figure out how to do this for me in Photoshop. And now she's a fucking wizard at it. <laughs> and it takes her like, rather than sending it to a graphic designer yeah. and waiting a few days and emails back and forth, Hazel understands me well enough where I'm just like, do this, can you do this for me really quick? Here's a photo, here's some text, put it together and I'll come back within half an hour sometimes. Yeah. Um, so the turnaround's fantastic, but I just got off topic then. So where it's gone wrong is that I've hired VAs before and one, I didn't go through the probably the, the interview process, the Zoom process where I could see if I could communicate to this person well enough. And I've asked them to do a task and it came back and it was just like we were just worlds apart of yeah. what I what we thought the objective was. And then I've tried again and it just hasn't worked out. So, I mean, nothing's binding. So, I mean, you wish them the best and unfortunately you thank them for their services, but you've, you're going to move on and oh, oh well, didn't work out. Yeah. Um, no big deal. And then I've had another experience where we got someone on board for the podcast the first time around. We tried to get someone on board and they just weren't timely. Like I thought I did a pretty good job of communicating like when this task needed to be done because everything was time sensitive. And if we don't get this to be complete for this, then we haven't completed our objective. And he failed twice and we just had to move on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the worst experience I've had, I suppose. And I mean, wasted a bit of time recruiting this person, lost a little bit of money. Yeah. I mean, nothing significant at all and but you know the positive of that is i learned from the experience and now you know i was a bit more careful the next time around when i got someone to when i recruited someone for the podcast and that's been working out great so i now have two vas who are you know feel like they're part of the team perfect yeah so let's say someone's listening and they go right i want to you because you mentioned as well vas are great for personal life yeah. not just professional life yeah so someone needs to compile a bit of a list what would be some of the initial action steps to get someone started, do you think? For their personal life? Yeah, for yeah. personal life and also maybe for some of the like general health and fitness business stuff. Yeah, oh, look, I might know of someone, better, like this, hypothetically speaking, some, you know, I might know of someone that arranged for their VA to send their fiancé flowers one day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's you know it's just little tasks like that hopefully sarah's not listening i would start with emails so categorizing your emails and putting them into just like first of all is there are you receiving the same question many times over and can your va respond to that question if you give them a, a very well constructed faq that would be one piece of advice so i mean if it's an, it's the same inquiry that isn't like a, a really hot inquiry that can be answered with, you know, it might just be a price mm. inquiry that could be answered via your VA. Yeah. And then you would request a report on that as well though. So, you know, if you're getting the same inquiry over and over and over again, you still want to know numbers and it's still important, but you know, you'd want your VA to communicate how many price inquiries you've had throughout the week and how many times she's responded and um, you would obviously tell her what the response would be. But then, you know, just your personal inbox, like, you know, where, you know, having a few tabs and then, I mean, depends what platform you're using, but I use Gmail and you can star emails, you can flag them, you can do all sorts of things with them. And um, if I can start my day and all my emails are in the right spot and here's some personal emails that you need to, that need your attention, here's some urgent emails that need replying and here's work emails, here's inquiries and stuff like that. And I can just be a bit more organized to start my day. Yep. 
I think that's very handy and that can be you don't need to be a business owner for that to happen yeah um, research is a really good one so research and quotes so um, you know I've been renovating recently and um, you know getting tradies and just services in general can be a pain in the ass so I ask Hazel to get three quotes for me on a different service and she'll always come back with five yeah. um, so she over delivers um, so that can be really handy quotes but also equipment so I mean if I see a piece of equipment that I really like and 50 other people stock that piece of equipment I want you to research where I can find it for the cheapest yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's just a no-brainer yeah yeah I mean I'm gonna go th- I'm not gonna do that myself um, but she'll research it and then come back to me and provide me with a link and then I mean I trust Hazel I'm not saying do this but I trust Hazel that much that she has my credit card details so she can she, sometimes she'll be like I found it for four ninety nine ninety nine. I'll just be like buy it go for it and um, so I mean that saves me another I mean that's only it's only a 10 minute task plugging in my um, you know clicking the link looking at it plugging in all my details and stuff like that but like it adds up and it uses your bandwidth. I reckon that's the biggest thing is when you rid yourself of all these repetitive tasks, every time you do them, they get heavier. Yeah. So when you've got clear bandwidth and you come into your office here and you've got three things you've got to do, you're more energized, you're more enthusiastic, you're moving forward. Whereas if you, know, you constantly run the same course, it wears you down, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and my time just becomes more effective and I've got time to do things I like doing, like sitting down with you and yeah. ha- having a chat. So absolutely yeah i mean this isn't something i'm going to do soon and if i'm uh, i'm going to put this out there and uh if someone steals my idea fine it's, uh, it's totally fine i'll do it better than you when i get around to it yeah. but i want to come up with a business called va your life and i'd love to be able to and i wouldn't even be the nuts and bolts of the business hazel would be so i would love to recruit vas and then on sell vas who are tr- who i've trained or hazel's trained to be able to come in and just take someone's personal life and make it easier for them and let's say it's like a twenty dollar i would pay twenty dollars a week for someone just to organize my personal online life so you know whether that just be sorting emails um you know having quotes ready doing all my reminders setting up my calendar you know whatever it might be making appointments for me all of these things yeah i think there's a a really i think that is probably the way of the future for a, a lot of people i think that'll become more and more popular so yeah please don't steal my idea but if you do like I said I'll, I'll, <laughs> when I'm ready for my new next uh, hustle or side business I'll be doing it better than you do that's awesome man that's awesome and it, I think it's cool how you've reinforced that Hazel's so capable to do so much more than what you think a typical VA would do like it's not just uh, you know click this button drag this over here it's like the responsibility and the trust that you've gained over that period of time like you said credit card and and uh, booking appointments and doing all these you know managing a team and a whole business is a big responsibility but you know with understanding and and putting the time in and refining over the course of how many years is it four years or something it's been three to four three years yeah it just starts to really sing and i think um that's a testament to what you were saying like it's not like you're taking advantage of a a market that's you know low paid but um you're providing a sense of community for hazel even though she's not you know in crossfit lang warren here yeah so like you are and you reward her at the end of the year so like there is it's not like you're just taking 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 i think that's important i really do i think there needs to be a level of respect and i think if you can have your like if you've got team members on the ground with you that can also show respect and be make your VA feel like they're a part of the team. Yeah, I think that's really important. My good mate, Bill Kerr, who runs Adventure Fit. Yeah, he ha- I've been on one of his trips. So he has a, a private group for 
all of anyone that's been on the trip and I know his VA will even get involved in conversations in the private group and like he, he he not only contributes to Bill's business but he contributes to the Adventure Fit community members by like engaging conversations and just being a part of something special. I don't know if he's actually been on a trip or not but uh, yeah, Bill's gone even that next level where um, the VA is just, I think he's picked a really good VA who has a you know a bit of an extroverted personality where Hazel's a bit more introverted, a bit shy, it takes me a little bit to get out of her but the message here is that they need I think it's important if you want them to work effectively for you is that just like yeah anyone who you you have on your team in a small business you want them to feel appreciated mm. and if they feel appreciated they'll you know they'll do their job extremely well yeah yep. and that appreciation from your perspective comes more from the community element not necessarily ticking off their KPIs and going well done you hit your your standards this week right yeah exactly yeah i mean yeah my um yeah it's just giving them the freedom to talk to my staff and, and me not being a gatekeeper of everything and just giving them that responsibility and that level of, yeah, of that respect, I think, um, you know, is what makes them feel appreciated the most. Is there anything that we need to talk about in terms of risk management? I'm risk adverse. So, yeah, when it comes to, you know, really making sure... Well, when I talk about the credit card, for one, it's a debit card and there's only money on that credit card if I want there to be money on that credit card. So... It's not like I've got tens of thousands of dollars sitting there that can go astray anytime. And so that's how I secure my credit card. I mean, worst case scenario, she might rip me off a couple of hundred bucks and do the runner and yeah. I'd never see her again. But that's unlikely. If you're worried about your passwords, LastPass is what Hazel, Hazel introduced me to it. And then I was using LastPass for maybe the first six months. I'm like, Hazel, I'm so fucking sick of using LastPass like, and, and updating everything. And um, it just doesn't work for me because... Like you're forced to change your part, like the way technology is, you're forced to change your passwords yeah, all, all the time. time. Yeah. So I'm just like, Hazel, here's the fucking passwords. Like, um, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't care. So, I mean, the only password that, that she doesn't, that, and like we've even got all the passwords in the Trello accounts, like the non important ones. Yeah. Um, but like when we've got to keep data confidential and stuff like that, you know, that's a kind of a privacy issue that there's laws to follow and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there's a few things that need to be secure, but. All in all, if like you recruit well and you take your time with it and you feel like you can build a level of trust whilst minimizing risk. I mean, if she's got my email password, what's the worst that can happen? I don't know. But LastPass is definitely... And there's more There's more platforms out there than except for LastPass. But in terms of getting access, um, yeah, you can secure yourself that way. Um, what other risks are involved? Don't know. Well, she has admin access to our member's software system. So, I mean, she could, well, she could be recruited to her, like, uh, these are worst case scenarios, maybe Herbalife recruiter, and then all of a sudden she's blasting out spam emails to yeah. my membership or something like that. But um, <laughs> like, I don't know how, I just don't know how she could fuck up my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't like, or Hazel wouldn't, so I, I shouldn't be using Hazel as an example, but I don't know how you could recruit a VA them uh, somehow you've unfortunately recruited some evil you know <laughs> va plotter, plotter. Yeah. i mean identity theft is a, is a thing so you want to be careful with that um yeah i, I guess identity I, now i think about it, identity identity theft could be the biggest risk so be careful uh, sharing all member numbers emails addresses that's something that's got to be secure if you're new to this yeah i think you i mean at the end of the day... They're going to have their email addresses to be able to contact yeah, them anyway. You need to... like, yeah. yeah, it's essential that they have access to your, 
your client relationship management software. Yeah. Otherwise, how are they going to manage your client relationships? Yeah. So I don't know what could be done with that data. I mean, the data could be part, passed on to a third party where then all my members get spam. I think that's a risk yeah. that you have to take. And if that was a risk you take and it happened to you, then you've just got to take ownership of that mistake and not try and pass the buck. And if that happened to me, I would just be honest with my members. Hey guys, unfortunately, your emails are out there now and we were hacked and yeah, yeah, but that's my fault. And I mean, sure, people would be pissed, but they can unsubscribe. I mean, it's not going to, it's not harmful to them. So they're like, they're the worst case scenarios. I think it would be irresponsible of someone to basically just, give a credit card away that could be that has ten thousand dollars i think that would just be outright silly but yeah if you're only risking a few hundred dollars at a time then yeah i think that's fine software wise so you mentioned LastPass. last pass last spoken about trello, trello anything else that you know google can... drive is essential yeah yeah for yeah document sharing of course what else do we use my client like you need to have client relationship management software we use Zen Planner. I'm a big fan of Zen Planner for the capabilities of tasks and reminders and the automations that it has, but it also tracks our attendances really, really well. So Zen Planner is my go-to for gym software. Um, yeah, just G Drive, Google Drive is essentially Facebook Messenger, and that's really it. I mean, and Zoom and Zoom is essential. Yeah. Zoom is yeah. yeah. Zoom is de- is Skype's definitely old news. Yeah, yeah. Zoom is essential. Yeah, just the ability to conference and record and screen yeah. share. It's just it's a lot more user friendly. We use it for the podcast as well. So I think I pay 20 bucks a month for, yeah. um, to be able to record for longer than an hour or something like that. But the free version is totally fine for most people. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's 45 minutes for the free one. Yeah. And yeah. then if you want to have more people on at once, then you, you pay that 50 a week or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's that high, 50, but maybe monthly. Maybe 25. Okay. It could be, but it's worth the investment if... Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They are the ones I use. I mean, I haven't used it, but I have been through like a... A webinar or I've screen shared Slack. If you've got a large team, I think Slack for communication would be good. Facebook groups are good. I mean, we've just recently moved. We had a private group for our staff just in Messenger. And we've just recently moved that to a group. And that's good because you can still tag and create threads and, yeah, not repeat yourself. And then, you know, with Messenger, it's hard because you want to scroll back and find something specific that you want to talk about. So we use both. You know, just a quick alert. Hey, guys, Susie hurt her hamstring today it'll probably just go a messenger but like the bigger task things will create threads in the group yeah that's the software that we're all over i think with software think nowadays everything's moving so fucking fast that you have to just accept that you are going to be in a perpetual state of trying to figure the fuck out of something (laughs) (laughs) like it's just impossible because by the time you've nailed something um the next thing comes along and you've got yeah. to get your head around that software. So I think you've just got to accept that it's okay to have no clue what you're fucking doing most of the time when you're on the computer. Yeah. yeah. So long as there's record keeping, you can notify and uh, you can share information. Yeah. One thing that I haven't, that I don't do that I probably should do just to save myself some money is I should probably find a bookkeeper on Upwork as well. Pay for an Australian service. Well, first of all, if you've been in business for longer than six months and you are doing your fucking books, you don't, do you do your books? Yeah. You I know. I've got QuickBooks. We've got an accountant who... We, I use Receipt Bank okay. that links to my QuickBooks. Oh, man. I'm, wait, I'm fucking too lazy to do that. You yeah. don't, what do you do with your receipts? I just keep my receipts. Oh, you keep yeah, them and yeah. then what do you do with them? I just keep them in a shoebox and give them to... So my bookkeeper has... 
I have a bookkeeper. Yeah. And she has access to my accounts yeah. and that uploads directly into QuickBooks. Yeah. Oh, so you use QuickBooks as well. I use QuickBooks yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to manage it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I pay an Australian bookkeeper who's very good at what she does, but I should really outsource that. You got to get receipt bank because what you do, you take a photo of it and then you throw it in the bin. Yeah. Because that shoebox, I had the same situation and you open it up and the, the ink's gone over time yeah but like all the records are there in quickbooks like because i just i have i'm always asking the question can my life be any more simple than yeah. it is right now yeah and just so i have two cards that i use yeah one is strict is business one is personal yeah yeah put it on the business card that gets fired up and then if my bookkeeper has a question about a certain thing she'll just ask me i'm like oh yeah that fee was you know when i flew to brisbane for a conference yeah whatever it might be and i've still got the receipt and then she just puts it in so you quarterly will give your shoebox or receipts to you annually just annually. Hand, hand okay. her, it's not a shoebox it's like a folder that's yeah. under, my, <laughs> under my desk but i just keep shoving receipts in there yeah. and then oh she always hassles me for them like my my bookkeeper tries to get me like do the right thing of course but yeah. at the end of the financial year she doesn't she doesn't even ask for them yeah yeah i just put the file them away for that financial year yeah. and if i ever get audited i'll pull them out and there they are and yeah the auditor can go through them but yeah i mean let's be real it's never going to happen and I, i'm on t- i pay my gst i pay my tax I, you know i do the right thing yeah and if someone wants to look at that with a microscope i mean they can do it it'll be hard work for them but <laughs> yeah but like so all that's automated yeah so yeah, yeah. like I, I when i use my business card it's uploaded straight into quickbooks and i mean uh, i think yeah because it's automated i pay it must be like I think I pay like three hundred bucks a quarter. I could probably, if I was using Upwork, I could probably get that down to maybe I reckon fifty bucks a quarter. So I'm paying more, but I like my bookkeeper. And if I've ever got a question, I can get her on the phone. And so maybe at some stage I'll, I'll change that. Yeah. But yeah, don't do your books. Is my opinion. Yeah. And sh- yeah, you definitely need an accountant. Like get a bookkeeper for sure. And if you can get one on Upwork, even better. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you can automate it for that. That one, but I'm a little bit to set up at the start. That would Once be a, everything's yeah. linked. Yeah, it's such a relief. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean, and if you're going to do it on Upwork, the front end w- amount of work to get that set up would be quite heavy. large. It would yeah. be heavy, but it would be well worth it. Yeah, over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's one thing I'm not doing, but looking forward to implementing in the future. Yeah, I reckon that's solid, man. I reckon we've covered so much content in terms of, you know, pros, cons, ideas. I agree. Um, Yeah. And like only when you asked to have a chat about it, like uh, we've had plenty of chats in the past that we've bounced shit around. And I said to you right before we started, I think it's a good idea to record this because um, there could be some valuable stuff in here for someone and I reckon there will be. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to keep this file and if I ever thought it might be worthwhile giving to someone at the right time that I would give it to them. But I think I'm just going to up, I'm going to put this out into the wide world. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be well worth it. I'll give you the file. And, yeah. I'll share it as well. Yeah. Uh, well, you can, uh, like, you've been a big part of, you've been the one interviewing. So just post it as Mindset <laughs> yeah. Mojo. Yeah. Yeah. If Easy, man. Cool.